Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is Season 2, Episode 43, Dinosaurs and the Bible. So this is going to be a three, maybe even a four-part series, because I'm going to go into the different bones and things that we've actually found, uh, as well as some carbon-14, uh, radiometric dating, uranium-238, so the science aspect of it, as well as the Bible. So today, we're going to just touch on the basics of what the Bible says. How long ago did dinosaurs really live? Starting out here, if we believe the Bible, which is what this podcast does, I firmly believe the Bible is the word of God, okay? Then they were created. They did not evolve, neither did man. So let's read an excerpt from Genesis 1 just to get a basis for where I'm coming from here so that you can understand what the Bible says, okay? Genesis 1, starting in verse 14. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days, and for years. Remember, this is God's word telling us how to number days and years, okay? And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights. So here he's breaking down, this is how you tell what a day is. The greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now, before anyone goes half-cocked on the, the day is as a thousand years to God and a thousand years is as one day, let me dispel that myth and tell you right now that that has nothing to do with this discussion. Here's why. Remember, you always have to read the verses before and the verses after to make sure that you don't deliberately misrepresent something from the Bible. So that comment about a day is as a thousand years comes from Second Peter 3. Eight. So we're going to read the verse before and two verses after. Second Peter 3, 7. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. This is often taken out of context to argue that each day of creation could have been thousands of years. It's clearly false since, number one, God just described that a day is the evening and the morning, the sun and the moon. This passage is talking about God putting off judgment and the destruction of the earth for thousands of years even though to mankind, it seems like that's a really long time. To God, it's not. That's what it's talking about. Those people who bring this up are not serious scholars, or they are deliberately lying about these two scriptures, Genesis 1 and 2 Peter 3. All right, let's get back to it. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, every living creature, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. All right, so we have a measurement of time, days and nights. Then we have... All the birds of the air and everything that is in the, the seas, in the waters, is created on the fifth day. 
And then verse 24, and God said that the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping things and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And then verse 31, And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So here's what we get from that in this discussion on dinosaurs. God designated days and years from the very beginning. Either you believe God's time frame, about six days, or you believe he lied in his word where he tells us how to number days and years. Remember, God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. He's talking about the sun and the moon and the stars. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And we use the revolution of the earth, the orbit of the earth for years. We use the stars to measure time down to the second with the atomic clocks and such. You either believe that is valid and that that is what God established at the very beginning and God uses days and years specifically to measure things, or you don't. So you take God's word for it if you're a believer. Now, God called each of these days based on the sun and moon being the evening and the morning and specifically mentions evening and morning and the number of days. Either you believe God's time frame that it took six days or you believe he lied to us when he gave us those specific days and evenings and mornings. Remember, he said, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day after he just told us how to number days with the sun and the moon and so on for the fifth and the sixth and the seventh day. So either God lies to us multiple times right here or you believe him that he did it in six days. God made all the things in the ocean and the sky to include giant creatures on day five. You either believe God made the ocean dinosaurs on this day, or you don't believe God, period. In verse 21, it said, Every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth. And don't forget the winged fowls, so I don't know where you fit the pterodactyls, if they're creatures that creep on the earth and the cattle of the earth, or if they're fowls of the air. Whatever, that's for you to decide. But either way, God created all these dinosaurs on the fifth and sixth day. Now, God made all the land dinosaurs on day six and mankind. So again, you either believe God spoke the truth or you believe he lied and man and dinosaurs didn't really live at the same time. Look at verse 25 and 26. That's where he said that. Let's lay that discussion aside. We're going to assume that God is right, that the Bible is true for this discussion, all right? And then we can argue the science and stuff here in a minute. That means man and dinosaurs walked together on the earth. They were not separated by tens of or hundreds of millions of years. The question then is how long ago was this, according to the Bible, if you're going to be a believer and you're going to argue this stuff? Well, the Bible records provable history of mankind uh, in our civilizations and cities and kingdoms and things like that after Noah and the flood. Up until the time of Christ, 0 AD, known human history, written history has determined all of this stuff. And of course, after that, we've had 2,023 years since Jesus was born. 
This was figured out in about the sixth century. And I did a podcast about that, but due to the nature of Noah's flood, anything before that is unprovable or was destroyed before written history that we have verified the civilizations and the cities and the armies and the Kings and the things that happen in the Bible. And yes, it's all provable with human history. It like no one has disproved anything in the Bible, but before the flood, nobody knows it's strictly Bible history as to what happened. And this would uh, encapsulate all the time that people say humans evolved and, and went about and began building things and discovering tools and all the different ages of man and all that BS. So as a believer, we believe what the Bible says, which is that God spoke to Moses and gave him the words to write the first five books of the Bible to reveal to the Jews and, of course, by extension, the rest of the world, all of human history prior to the flood. So you either choose to believe the Bible is God's word or it's not. You cannot choose to believe the Bible and yet say that these first five books are lies or fairy tales or not quite 100% accurate because Moses wasn't there, which basically what that means is you're saying they are made up stories by humans and contain errors and therefore not part of God's word, not to be trusted is what you're saying. If you don't believe these first five books, if you choose to do this, you are calling most of the books of prophecy in the old Testament and all of the new Testament, the authors liars. In addition to that, you're calling Jesus a liar because he affirmed Moses was from God and spoke the truth. And Moses wrote the first five books called the Pentateuch. Now you're calling Jesus a liar. If you don't believe Genesis, here's the verses that confirm that. First of all, Moses said he got this stuff from God, Deuteronomy 4, 13 and 14. And he declared, this is Moses speaking. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform even 10 commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stone. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might do them in the land, whether you go over to possess it. So he's referring to the writings that he did before Deuteronomy, which is called the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Now, Moses saw most of those things that are written except for the book of Genesis. It was before Moses' time. So either God gave him the words to say and told him this history, or God gave it to Abraham or Joseph or someone else, and when Moses left Egypt, he inherited those writings and then gave them, rewrote them or gave them to the people. Now, me personally, I believe that God, when he was up on Mount Sinai, actually gave him those words to write the book of Genesis. Okay, but there's no evidence of that because Moses was the only one who was there. So you either believe these books are written by Moses, which is what Jewish tradition was at the time of Jesus, right? And so when Jesus spoke about Moses's writings, he fully understood that they were talking about Genesis through Deuteronomy. Now the prophets also confirmed it all throughout the Old Testament. For example, in 1 Kings 2 verse 3, and Keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies, which is telling you things that have happened in the past. As it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. So the prophets in the Old Testament, the other books of the Bible confirm Genesis through Deuteronomy. Because those are the laws of the law of Moses. And, and that is very clear through 
all of the thousands of years the Jews have been around, that that was the understood laws of Moses. Those are called the books of the law. All right, just so you know that. Jesus affirmed Moses was from God as well. If you look in multiple places, but if you look in John 5, verse 45, it says, do not think that I will accuse you to the father. This is Jesus speaking to the Pharisees and the religious crowd. There is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom ye trust. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? Jesus said that. If you don't believe Moses, Genesis, the beginning of time, the first six days, the creation of the earth and dinosaurs and humans together, how can you believe Jesus's words? John 5, 47. If you do not believe his writings, how can you believe my words? Jesus Christ himself said. Now, let's get to the actual age then. What does that mean in regards to the date of when dinosaurs roamed the earth? So scholars have calculated the age of the earth from Noah's flood. All right. And that's based on many scholars research, the Sumerian flood dates. It's published in the University of Stanford. There's there's like no real question over the time period of Noah and the people that he spoke to and what's found in the Bible after that, uh, the different cities that sprung up. This is all history. Okay, so that is approximated, uh, depending on which scholar you talk to, 2,348 B.C. up to possibly 3,835 B.C. The scholars of the world, and and we're talking atheists as well, the University of Stanford, you can go to stanford.edu and search for Meehan Donnelly Biblical Chronology. Okay, and they have that information there. So from the dates in the Bible prior to Noah's flood, we get 1,656 years, and that is pretty much undisputed. You can look that up on answersingenesis.org, uh, answersingenesis.org. Do the math. I, I didn't do it. I accepted Usher and, and others who came before and, and, and did the math on this, but it comes from the chronologies, uh, the genealogies in the book of Genesis. Genesis 5 verse 3, I'm just going to read you a quick excerpt so you can get an idea of where they're getting these dates of 1,656 years. Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. So again, we're taking God's word for it that a day is a day, 360 or 365 days is a year, depending on which calendar you use. He lived 130 years. So you could do the math, you get two different numbers potentially, depending on the Hebrew calendar or the Uh, modern day calendar. 130 years. So when God created him, he didn't say he looked 30 years old, so I'll call him 30. That was day one, according to the chronology that God himself put in place in the first book of the Bible. So after 130 years, Adam had a son. All right. That's the first date that we'd be looking at is 130 years after the creation of the world. Well, and six days. Verse four. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. And Seth lived 105 years and begat Enos. And Seth lived after he begat Enos 807 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died etc., etc., etc. So if you add up from when someone was born to when they had their kid, when that person was born to when they had their first kid, 
and so on. It lists those years. You reach an age up until Noah's flood of 1,656 years. If you add all this stuff together, the age of the earth is anywhere from 6,026 to 7,514 years old. So from the creation to Noah, not debatable if you believe God meant days and years when he said it, it's 1,656 years. From Noah to 0 AD is approximately 2,300 to 3,800 years of human history that, again, is not debatable. Everyone understands that. They can see that even if you're not a believer in God. From 0 AD to 2023 is 2,023 years. You add all those dates together and you get between 6,000 and 7,500 years old. That's the age of the earth. This means dinosaurs lived during human history with Adam and Eve. They were on the ark with Noah. They lived with humans after the flood until they died off. So I, there's two reasons they probably died off. They might have gone extinct due to their inability to survive the post-flood conditions with the water now, uh, the atmospheric pressure changes, loss of an ice shield. There's a lot of science behind that. I'll have to go into that another day. Uh, around the earth, some scientists believe there was actually a huge span of ice that pro protected uh, the plants and animals from UV exposure, which is why animals and humans lived so long and why the earth was so luscious. Um, so ultraviolet radiation didn't get through that ice shield. That's what I'm talking about. So they would have shortened lifespans, etc. after the flood. Of course, the other option is being hunted to extinction. If there was only two of every kind left, it wouldn't take very long to kill them off, right? So read the book of Job, and he explains how some of those dinosaurs are vulnerable on their soft underbelly. Uh, look at cave paintings of hunting dinosaurs and such. Uh, even in Egypt, I believe there's, some, uh, there's a vase that has a brontosaurus on it. This means recent history, at least relatively recent, according to archaeology and science. That is the beginning of our discussion on dinosaurs. Now, next time we're going to get into carbon-14 and other radiometric dating methods for dinosaurs. Then we're going to talk about the proof of dinosaurs and humans living together. And then we'll talk, lastly, about Noah's Ark. But you need to have a good understanding of the science, the history, and the Bible in order to have a good discussion about dinosaurs, dinosaur bones, and the reality of these great creatures. So I hope you continue with me on the next couple of episodes. Um, there's great discussion to be had about this. If there's something in particular you want to have addressed, please email me at angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com and I'll try and include it in uh, this discussion. Until next time, may God bless you all.